Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Supernatural The Crossroads. I am your host, Thomas. Join with me. I've got Ryan. So we've got Michael. Hello. And we've got Avi joining us as well. Hello, boys. And today we are continuing our Women's History Month Crossroads style with a discussion on the forgotten and underrated women of Supernatural. If you are just joining us for the first time this whole month, we've been doing previous single installments about standout characters, standout female characters within the show of Supernatural. Our first episode, we discussed the most influential women to the show with a top five list that were characters that we loved, felt were vital to the show. You didn't have a show if you didn't have these characters. We got a lot of good feedback on that show. Did we really? Yeah, I was surprised. These guys were smart. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're always surprised. Yeah, we're surprised because there are people who are like, oh, wow. I guess so. I'm always surprised when someone says I do something good. Yeah, you've been like a beaten dog. You're yeah. like, it's issues from childhood. <laughs> eh, whatever. They like me. And in our second episode, we discussed Charlie Bradbury post Oz and how it changed her as a character in a way that made her a better fit for the show and how much we liked her post Oz and how big of an impact that was on her character. Charlie's a character that we on this show had gotten a lot of flack from Oh yeah, our opinions of her due to, frankly, if you go listen to that episode, I talk about how it was really only two episodes that we didn't care for out of her entire seven episode run. We got, that was surprising. It was surprising. And I had thought it was a lot more. We got ripped up because it felt because of the way it was laid out two and a half episodes. It's classic supernatural. You Mm -hmm. they have a way of making these characters feel like they've been around far longer than they actually were. Right. And she was a character that we loved in her first introduction and at the end. But the middle didn't really sell us. And so that was a discussion that really went into what that post Oz narrative change did for her as a character and how we thought it really brought her full circle and fit so much more with where our lead characters, Sam and Dean were at in season 10 at the time of her unfortunate demise. Well, we were pretty bummed. I remember when she was killed off. I mean, we weren't mad. We understood what they were trying to do. But if I remember correctly, when we did that show, I specifically said, 
fuck these writers, man. They make you care about a character yep. finally, and then they kill her off. And it, hey, listen, that's smart writing because they probably knew they might have had a, a character problem here. If we're going to use this character to get close to Sam and Dean and we plan to kill her this season, then we better do something to make people actually care about the death. Let, let's make that death actually matter. Because there's nothing worse than a TV show that doesn't develop those characters and they kill them off. And yeah. the scene, you get the idea that the the writers want you to really care. But it's just not there. Yeah, it falls flat. And unfortunately, that does happen throughout this show and throughout many, many other shows. Not so much in its first few years, uh, more in its later ones. But yeah, Charlie, uh, yeah, I 100% agree. I think that was a character that we were really excited by the new potential of where her story was going and what they were doing for her as a character, only to have it ripped away. And Dark Charlie was hot. Let's just let's just say it. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's the leather. It's, it's always the evilness that's hot. You have a thing. We know. Yeah, we, we know what you're, we know no, what you're like. On, yeah, bro. we know what you like. Abaddon, Dark Charlie, Lilith. Imagine that scissor that's true. factory. I mean, come on. They should be careful. If they can hurt you, you're down for it. <laughs> like that's essentially scissors are dangerous. They are very dangerous, <laughs> especially when they're really hot scissors, dude. Like you just go to touch them and you're like, "Fuck, that's I hot." That really means. hot. I don't know and what he actually is it sad that I knew exactly what he was talking about? Thank and I was you. Like, yeah, that works. I and like that's why that she is on my side. And that's tonight. why Thank she's you. your editor. <laughs> Thank you. For more information on that, head out to Patreon and subscribe, and you'll get the behind the scenes tier where you'll learn what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan's up to, to writing some things. Uh, fan I, I, fiction. Well, well, he, I'm he's 50, such a strong. 50, yeah. Writer, strong, strongly writer. I might, writing okay. strongly. There, there's, there's two ways I've thought about doing that. Your right? writing style and strength is definitely really strong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about just completely being, just writing it horribly on purpose, like really bad, just to, just so you guys can have some vindication of the fact that I can't write. But then my other part of me is like, I want to sit down for like a week. And just really take my time, yeah. and make it fucking That's good. That's what I want. And then when you when you come in and you read it, you, go, you didn't write this; you plagiarized this from someone. That's what I want. I want it to be a pornographic masterpiece theater. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna have to read some romance I novels. See. I, I have. I got to look up some some romance novels. I mean, I, I someone's know someone's named Gustavo. I know I'm gonna use purple headed warrior. I like how he immediately. Oh my god! It's <laughs> always this phrase. I know it's his thing. It makes me wonder about his dick. Does he have a big old purple head? Because that's not a <laughs> wow, now you're Depends making fun you of the color of my skin? Wow. Wow, Mike. Is, <laughs> no, holy shit. he's trying to tell you you have something wrong and you need to go to the doctor. Is that where the phrase, the song One-Eyed Purple yes. People Eater? Yes. Yes. Yes, Thomas. Sorry, that's, what about sorry. the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Change the subject. ta 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 <laughs> Look, I, 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 let me think about it. If you're under 40, you're not going to get that joke. You're just not. <laughs> let me let me think about it. I, I, I would have to even figure out what I'm going to write about. If it's only got to be already three. already gave you some stuff. I, dude, don't worry about me. You'll okay. be fine. I'm, if there's one I just thing you can f- do, I'm sure you can come up with an idea for a slash fiction piece. I probably could. I could come up with a few ideas. Okay. We're celebrating women this I know, month. I know. We're all Ryan's depravity. <laughs> <laughs> That's next month in April. <laughs> You know what? I should let Ryan pick topics. Month. <laughs> Wait, what did she, I didn't, I didn't hear what she said. Oh, oh wow. Wow. 
We should do a whole month where you let Ryan pick the subjects. Oh, Jesus Christ. Four, four shows. <laughs> where do these episodes rank when they're on the spectrum? Uh, <laughs> four Ryan-based episodes. For another already, month this year. I already know one off the top of my head. God, Easy. I'm afraid to ask. Easy. We're going to be canceled. No, we're not. We are. Dude, we're, we're making jokes about autism, bro. Like, that's... <laughs> we're not that making jokes about we white people that have autism. Is this the point of the show where I make sure everyone knows that... You play the dis- My stepfather disclaimer. is autistic. <laughs> well, Steve's autistic he and is. he's on the shows. I'm, I'm 90% sure my dad is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what... Andrew was autistic. He was on the show since whatever, dude. What is that? That's <laughs> okay. That we, was the equivalent of I have a black friend. Uh, yeah, that's what I was trying not to sound like. And Ryan just did it. Well, dude, you're basically saying that. That's basically what I ate anyway. lunch yesterday next to a guy I think might be autistic, bro. <laughs> that counts. Uh, Count whatevs. It. You forgot to say whatevs. That's what I say. Anyway, outside of Ryan's special sometime later this that year. That sounds awful. I don't, I don't, you guys don't want that. That's not, that. you guys, I don't want it. <laughs> For do those that. who actually came here to listen to a discussion about Women's History Month based in Supernatural. So far this month, we have done, like I said, we already have out the top five pivotal women of Supernatural. We have the Wizard of Oz Charlie episode. Today, we're doing forgotten and underrated women of Supernatural. And then later this month, we are closing it out with Rowena from Bad Bitch to Good Witch Part 2. Now, after that, we are going to take a one-week break, and then we're going to come back around April 12th with a new RPG session which will kick off a new round of content for April and May, which I think Ryan's stuff is now going to be thrown into the hat yes. as a potential season. Maybe in the summer, you know, there's less episodes in the summer. That's true. That's and true. then that'll be the whole, the Ryan summer spring fling, whatever the fuck it is. I don't Ooh, I, that, I, I'm wondering, it might be fun if we did let Ryan pick topics I'm for saying, one month. For one month. See, here's the thing. Watch I them almost, be the highest rated shows. They, they fucking they, will be. I would quit. Who has the biggest dick on Supernatural? Look, I'm going to tell you right now. What's in dude's I would laugh. I would fucking laugh because it would. It I'd would be so fucking. I would be so. I would be so vindicated. Oh my god! It, it would explain the entire problem with the internet. That yeah. quality doesn't matter. It's it's dick jokes and fart jokes. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. We should. You know what we should do, Mike? It's we should TikTok. do it as a litmus test. And no. if it does poorly i commit we continue suicide. the show oh yeah if it does well <laughs> we kill suicide. ourselves on air wow yeah. oh, <laughs> and that'll be the final wow episode. we have a sepico freaking episode <laughs> these guys gut themselves right Listen, we don't condone suicide but we do condone it for ourselves yeah so please i'm talking about just that. myself yeah me if my That's, body i can do what i want my, my I, body, love, my I love how you know you guys want to commit suicide if i come up with something good well it, no, just, it, just, it just shows that the you know three and a half hours that i put into notes every exactly. time we do a show means absolutely nothing is that that's what i'm trying to say i mean i guess don't, don't I, you say it don't you say it. i mean <laughs> anyway you know that's a that'll be the <laughs> month of april we're gonna kick it off again with the rpg session we're gonna have more stuff coming from there and new content for those months and i i think this is happening at some point a ryan based month as well. I am sorry in advance, guys. Um, I'm getting I'm getting volunteered into this. Ryan, we'll make sure it's called the the month of Ryan. Oh, God. the crossroads. Do we really? And it will commemorate the month that you took control of the programming. Oh God. 
Avi, as an avid yes. listener of the show, do you think that's a good idea? I'm already trying to come up with ideas for like a slogan <laughs> she's or something. A, she's my ghostwriter, dude. I'm like Drake and she's my ghostwriter. That's that's what it is. I like it. Don't we can call it the long summer? Yeah. Oh, wow. What is it? Like the long Halloween? Oh, the, or the long winter, you know, something like that. And we wow. can like do the Game str- of Thrones. I, I, the, the okay, so I'm 50 50 on this. 50% of me wants to like come up with like really good shows, like really good topics, stuff yeah. that we, and the other half wants me to make it so fucking bad. The strength and just, but here's the thing. And is make that you, not, and make you guys have to sit through an hour long show of that. The desolation of, of Ryan. <laughs> is that Strong not the essence of Ryan? Ryan? <laughs> that he will, through this, there will be just a miasma of pornographic imagery. What does miasma mean? A swamp. <laughs> miasma? Of, of a, I don't have asthma, Thomas. I don't, of, <laughs> see right there. A fog, yeah, a autism cloud. Autism and asthma are two different things. My, an, how do you spell penetrable sea My of pornographic jokes and oh, horrible things and bad impressions and things that nobody should hear. And Why then, couldn't you just say poisonous vapor? Because that's not one word <laughs> and then like a lighthouse beacon there will be a shining moment of brilliance that comes from ryan look every so often i black out and, and I sometimes say something smart the month and we'll call it the strengthening <laughs> I, can we call it the fucking oh <laughs> why the crossroads hashtag the, the fucking that makes no sense though yeah but it, we, i'm watching the show i'm fucking the show i'm fucking the show over oh the fucking It'll take off. Knowing our listeners, they're all going to be like, they're going to love it. That's great. Mm -hmm. I think Ryan should do one every other month. Look, dude. Hey, listen, it makes my life easier. I'll I'll probably just like the show. Well, you'll hate it. (laughs) You'll you'll absolutely hate it. Not dislike it. You'll hate it. I don't know. (laughs) I guarantee it. Maybe we should get into this show. Probably should get there. So again, this week we're talking about forgotten and underrated women of supernatural. So with, 15 years of content there have been a number of amazing fantastically written female characters on the show that some of which had well and plenty of screen time and then there are many though within that 15 years that might have only been seen once or twice or maybe at most had a season-long arc but for whatever reason be it contracts or writing decisions or what have you the writers never went back to them. And that's what our episode here is to discuss. Some of those characters that we found the most compelling, the most interesting, the most that we wanted to see more of, who had the most potential for interesting stories to be told, that were frankly done dirty in our eyes. Ones that either the story didn't quite go the way, the distance like it could have, it was shortchanged in some aspect, it was simply never returned to, or they shifted strategies partway through. And there's a couple characters that I think really fit that bill in particular. One character, however, that does come to mind instantly as an example for what we're talking about today is Bella. Bella Talbot is the perfect example of a character that was fully realized and made a huge impact on the show. But then we never acknowledged her again outside of her run during season three. Which really is a shame because she was such a charismatic and interesting character. And for the first time, we, and what I loved about her, and this isn't, we're not getting to the choices yet. But for example, the fact that she outplays the brothers when they had just the season prior outplayed the cops repeatedly. 
that shows us it, it escalates the threat. It shows how capable she is and how dangerous she is to them. But for the sad truth of the matter is we never come back to this character outside of her arc. It was done and, and bookmarked and there's nothing else there. And these are the kind of characters that we will be discussing about in this episode. Now, this was cha- more challenging than I thought it would be, truthfully, because of a couple of different things I talked about on the pre-show. Some of them were characters much like Bella, where while their story was told, I felt like there was so much more potential for these characters, especially in later seasons when we see so many returns of characters and so many new takes on existing characters, thanks to the multiverse. And, and so also much some characters that fell into that category. And I very rarely, mm-hmm. you know, wave my finger at the writers of Supernatural and say eh, cliches. But the right. one thing they got into a habit of doing is reusing the same type of demon female personality. Yep, they were all Meg Masters. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally this badass female that doesn't take no shit from nobody. And they almost had the same mannerisms. Yeah, that was my only, even Abaddon. Abaddon was like that, too. She was kind of like a Meg Masters 2.0. Really was. Yeah. Yeah, she had her own things that made her unique. But yeah, I'd say as a whole, a lot of her character was built off of the Meg Masters template. Yeah. And that's kind of the strategy that I used when I was going through my list. I went through a list of, I came up with my list based on people who came fresh in my mind. I didn't want to do uh, deep dives, deep research, Mm -hmm. because then I don't feel like they're truly forgotten or underrated because I don't remember them at all. So yes, Mm -hmm. that would fall into the category of forgotten, but then they're not relevant in my mind. So I had to go with people that pop right in. Um, I also chose people that were very different in personality. Very okay. specific, unique personalities, characteristics that we didn't see all the time being played by yet again another character that's character this 2.0 or 3.0. Because they reuse personality types a lot for women. A lot. Yeah, sadly. So that's how I went. Um, or I should say that's how I came up with my that's list. That's how you went about your selection? Yeah. Okay. Ryan, what about you? Um, I, I'll be honest. I told you guys before, like, I, str- I struggled with this because <clears throat> for me, I, I'm, I would say I'm the, I don't use, I'm not casual watcher of the show, but in our three people group here, I am probably the most casual type of watcher that we have. And I shut my brain off a lot of times and just enjoy the episodes. And for me, this is really hard because I don't typically remember characters unless they had an absolute crazy impact on the show. So it's hard for me to go back and dig up characters when I, I dude, I, I'm not like you, Tom. So I don't remember that the names of episodes. I have to go look them up. Mm-hmm. Like I remember what happened in them, right? but I don't remember the names. I don't remember what season it was in. I just remember off the top of my head. So right. with characters like this that are a little bit more obscure, I have to go back and, and think, you know, okay, did this character actually leave any type of emotional, like, grab on me yeah impact on me if not then they weren't really that relative to me so this is really hard for me because of the way that i view tv shows um i I came up with a list it has three on it i'm slowly trying to add to it while we're doing this it's just very very difficult for me um i think the three that i have are very one of which i think is very underused and honestly i feel like kind of got 
brushed aside. Um, so I, I, this is a difficult one for me. Like the last one we did where we, it was the, you know, the top five ladies of, of supernatural, that one was easy because I could pick, you know, the ladies that had the most influence on our, our favorite yeah, characters. Was a lot easier. A lot it was easier. really easy. Like, uh, you know, it, so this one was, is really difficult for me. Um, so, so what was your strategy then? Just, it's just kind of like, I, I looked back and kind of looked at a few, um, storylines that I felt like could have been expanded on. Um, I looked at characters that I think we all liked in general, like all three of us. Mm-hmm. And I looked at um, characters that I felt like if they didn't show up, uh, they would, the story wouldn't have progressed. And I think that's for me, the biggest thing um, it, it's kind of kind of bougie. Like the way I picked Jessica as my number one influential woman. Like there, there's no waitress. Number one. No, I, I didn't go super bougie like you. Um, you waitress know. number two. Well, it's season three, episode five. There was a waitress that was I on scene for 37 like seconds. She was so good. And I don't know why we didn't go back to her after Dean fucked her. What? Wow. <laughs> I changed your voice up. Aggressive. I went. I went a little more, you know, bridge troll with that version of Mike. Yeah. Sorry, that's I. I, feel I can see the glasses. I feel with I feel, the tape in the middle. Yeah, I did. I pushed him. Did you see me? Push I saw him? that. Okay, I wasn't sure if anybody Not saw. Not just that. like physically you doing it, but like in my head. Okay, good. All right, cool. So yeah, yeah you saw that. Good. I feel. I feel. <laughs> I use vindicated a lot tonight, but I feel like. <laughs> what about Avi? What's her strategy? Let's listen to Avi. I was switch over to Avi now. Ouch. Okay, so I actually have like four lists. How um, do you make four four I lists? Have, I have five top five lists. What the fuck? Avi gets an A plus. <laughs> she did the only you know credit. You're not my writer I, anymore, Avi. I, I'm I done. Done with you. No, no. This is why I should be your editor. Four now, lists. I I did the I did some deep diving research into you know some of the females in the show, and so I have a list that I'll talk about tonight but i also have one of like women that went through some shit maybe was only in like one episode or maybe some badass women that we saw only once um so i just it was one of those if so my list that i'm going to talk about tonight my main list is if I can tell you this person's name by one or two words and you know exactly who I'm talking about, then I, that's who I put on my list. Then because they I was like, you know, they, they're not the obvious ones that, you know, the top five ladies like you guys did last time. But they're ones that if I said their name, you would know exactly who I'm talking about, whether they had one episode or six. So that's what I that's what I did. Okay. What, yeah. about, what did you do, Thomas? Mine, mine's a, mine is two different routes because I am the one who's probably going more deep tracks on this. You're going hipster. I'm going hipster with some of them for a couple of reasons. The main two things for me, the criteria were either absolute wasted potential. That's a good one. Or why the fuck did we never come back to this? Those were the two criteria to me that that really was the things that when I think of characters who were underutilized. Yeah. It's not just like I love this character would have been cool to see him, but more of, okay, if in the context of what you're saying in the show, this is who this person is and mm-hmm. what they are capable of. How the fuck over 15 years did we not get more than one appearance 
Why did we kill them so oh, soon? Oh, Dean. Am I onto something? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? So much pain, that Sam. The ones that... <laughs> That if you're sitting in the writing room on season 15 and you're like, who are we going to have come back for the the revolving door farewell tour? And out of all the this characters that mean something to our heroes, you don't return to these ones. It's those two criteria. How the fuck did this person never show up again? Or wow, the wasted potential. I have one of that type on my list. There's wasted a, potential and the, there's like a runner-ups that kind of fall into that they were essentially retconned into a different character it seems oh okay so that, that i'm a little like i said more obscure with some of my choices i'm i'm interested so i'm gonna start with avi on this one oh. because she's got 14 lists to yeah go through. yeah let's start with avi so she can take up whatever's on so, my list so Great. list four subsection three paragraph two Avi, we're coming to you Jesus. for your number five choice on whatever list we're specifically going off of. It's actually from the footnotes of the her. footnotes. Yeah. Of, yeah, the cliff notes. Paragraph three. Uh, Subsection C. So you can turn your bibliography in at the end of class. Okay. All right. Bibliography. Um, Ryan, so my notes. number. F- Shut up. My number five. Wait, we're ranking them under- now? Yes. Well, within reason. Yeah, just don't just confuse pick, Avi. Don't worry. Let her talk. Don't worry, Ryan. You do you on this one. All okay, right, so so my my number five underrated, and I that that was a word that I kept trying to keep in my brain when I was trying to come up with a list is Becky Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a explain st- coming out of the gate with a strong choice. I feel frankly. Well, I mean, she's underrated. So she started out as a total fan girl, um, raper. <laughs> Not originally. If you had the opportunity to uh, drug, whoa, Sam, whoa, whoa! Play the disclaimer. Whoa. Play the disclaimer. Amy's gonna get canceled. Wow. <laughs> Holy macaroni. Now we're an advocate for drugging people on this Listen, show. This is Woman's History Month show. She can say what she wants. That's okay. That's All our, right, that's fair our shield upon yeah. which we're hiding. I know a woman, so we're, we're allowed to say this. We have okay? a woman on our show. Yeah, we have a woman on our show. We're allowed to say this. Okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, so she started out as this crazy, you know, fangirl. She ended up hooking up mm. with Chuck. Um, I don't know any other girl that can say that. Um, Rowena. <laughs> did she real life <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> um, and then you know we we go years and years and we don't see her when she finally does come back to the show she's grounded she's got a family she's responsible i mean she's still doing you know the fandom stuff and and writing and everything like that but you kind of see her more as a well-rounded person and not just crazy Becky. And I thought as an overall character, she was, she's underrated. I mean, you, you absolutely know who she is whenever I say Becky and she was literally in four episodes out of 15 years. Yeah. I have to say her her last appearance yeah. is her best Absolutely. because yes. I do agree with Avi's reasoning. 
if we didn't have that last bit with her during season 15, then I would question AV's pick, but you get a complete arc of her character by having her in that episode. You see how right. far she has come uh, both as a writer and as a person. So yeah, that's a good pick. And she's definitely underutilized. Yes. To me, that would easily fall into my criteria of where we leave her. Chuck's erased her from history, but we kind of just assume Jack fixed all, everyone, all of that stuff. We'd never come back to her. And so the end statement for hers is then her children, her husband, and then she was all erased from existence. With the final episode not touching on that, that does kind of feel like how how do we not come back to that in some way? Right. Yeah. And it was easily, like you said, Mike, her strongest performance and her most interesting moments as a character. And she foreshadowed that, you know, the events to come for us as the audience. All right. Mike, what about you? We're going to come to you next. What's your number five? Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, well, I think Ryan's only got three. So yeah, I mean, I, give I, him I, some I more could, time. I could do one. I've got four. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me do. Let me do it. Let me. Just, okay. Let you me do it. it you do it. All right. So <laughs> I'll start with the one that is probably the most obvious and probably the m- most well-known out okay. of my choices. And that's Bella. Okay. I, I went back and forth with whether or not I should put her on the list. I, at first I felt like she might be too big of a character, but then I'm like, no, she is definitely underrated because I know the fandom isn't very up on her. She's also forgotten as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, Bella was one of the first characters that was used to broaden the world of Supernatural beyond hunting and hunters. She was the first mm-hmm. character that I can remember, at least, that had a higher pedigree opposed to the usual trucker type hunters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had always like felt, a James Bond villain. Yes. And I had always felt like she had yep. a big impact on Dean's story for season three. And I loved the way they used her as a character. Uh, from a writing standpoint, she was what I'd call a ticking time bomb, which is basically a type of plot device that's typically used to drive narrative and create the urgency. And that's exactly what her character did. She and, was a harbinger of his fate. Yes. There we go. That was yeah. the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just going to go ahead and jump in that that's she's on my list too as well. I always felt like that whole run of her on the show was completely different than anything we'd ever seen as far as just hunters in general. We always got the feeling with like that type of person. It was like, yeah. you know, you wore flannels and you were on the road all the time. And she was way more of like this classy kind of character, not to mention Lauren Cohen is freaking back was is an absolute babe like she was one of the first absolute smoking hot chicks on this show like i i I know we're trying not to be but she was i'm sorry she i there was so much tension between her (laughs) and dean (laughs) there were so many like scenes with her and dean that i was just like oh my god like just fuck already like when dean's like don't objectify me (laughs) yeah yeah, like just, just do it okay like but as far as characters go like to jump off what mike said she was different and i think that was the cool thing about that character and i think a lot of people forget because she got so big on walking dead that a lot of people forget that she's even in supernatural and i've had friends go holy shit she's in this show when they watch her episodes and it's like yeah she was and i just like that character so much and i felt like she never gets mentioned 
Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about chicks, we always talk about Ruby. We always talk about, you know, Meg. We, we never bring up the first real technical female villain. And I think that's one of the cool things like, you know, like not supernatural villain. You know what I mean? Like an actual human being. Yeah. And I think that's. Well, and the- not only that, you have to stop and think about at that time, she was the longest running female on the show. Exactly. She and, and I- was highbrow and classy. And what I love about it is that. They brought in an aspect that she was not a hunter. She was not a supernatural creature. She was somebody that knew the good and the bad about the world of yep. supernatural. She could play Didn't the game. Give a flying fuck and was like, what can I get out of it? And I, I have always loved Bella because of that. I, I just don't and think she, she was also very different from the women obstacles or antagonists that we have had. Yep. And I'm not talking just yes. in, in the way of, you know, uh, appearance and the way she carries herself at a class level. I'm talking about just her whole personality mm-hmm. was completely different than anything yeah. we had yeah. seen. I think that's, uh, and that's, I think that's why she deserves to be on this list. I know Mike, you had a hard time, but it was like, she was the first person I thought of yeah. first character. I thought of when I, when I like started thinking about it's it, it's just strange, Ryan, that they've never Nothing. mentioned her. No, Ever. It, it, it's actually really, it's actually really a bummer because I feel like she was such a strong character, even if like they did end up bringing her back. I think she, she should have came back with Jeff and Dean Morgan in that one episode. <laughs> a little Walking Dead crossover. Just a little, yeah, just a little crossover. Bella and John Winchester. Look who I'm fucking, Dean in heaven. <laughs> oh, Mary, you're here. <laughs> well, can we have a three-way then? It is heaven. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, whatever, dude. It's heaven. Shit happens. I, I do what happens in heaven stays they do in heaven. A devil's three way in heaven. <laughs> Would it be a devil's three way? Eh. I, I think it'd be a uh, angel's three way. Yeah, right? an angel's three way. Yeah, where they have halos above their heads. <laughs> oh, but she went to hell. Did she though? Well, yes. you know, John went <laughs> yes. to hell for a little while too. So if Ryan was God, he'd be like, hmm, I don't know. You well, see, I, if I were God, it's a pretty awful thing. If I person. were God, I'd be like Ollie G. Only the fit women make it into. <laughs> 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 Such a cock. I thought that was a good joke. Cock, man. That's a funny movie. For me, I do think that you make a good point, Mike, with Bella, that she was such a different character. Her personality was so distinctly unique. And it was a shame that we never got back to her. I do think that was perhaps underrated, really does fit her billing. The only thing that didn't bother me with with Bella was that I, I never felt like... I needed to see her again no. in a weird way. Like her story was very well told Absolutely. and I think had a strong opening middle and, and fantastically yeah. terrifying end. I and would have loved to have seen her instead of that stupid motherfucker, Sergey. Sergey. <laughs> you really hate Sergey. Everyone. I do. Really hates Why do you hate Thomas? Yeah, that's really mean. Yeah. Thomas is a great guy. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Hey, look, you make make me the stupid fat comic guy. You're Sergey. Did you just say something about morale, Thomas? Lowering morale over here. Please don't. Please don't do this. It took me two weeks to get out of depression and funk. Last time you guys said I looked like Sergey. (laughs) No, see, I'm okay with Thomas as long as he pulls out that Russian accent. Mm -mm -mm. It's such a cartoon. It's so gross. It doesn't matter if it's cartoonish. People like what they like. Like, like, listen, I might as well talk like Speedy Gonzalez. Is Oh my god, please do it. That's the same thing, Ryan. You gotta do it now. See, see, I mean, it's a cartoon accent. It's not real. Slow friends. I slow pull Rodriguez. Oh, 
God. <laughs> I just, can you please do Speedy Gonzales? No, that's not what I do. Damn it. I'm not a fucking puppet. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monkey, Derek. Dance. No? All right, fuck. My jokes right, are just... Bella. All right. Fucking horrible. I like how Avi's taking control of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've obviously damaged uh, Thomas, so I figured I'd no, you I did, try to yeah. make That's up all right. He was pre-damaged. I'm, I'm broken he was, goods He was here. taking notes, we think, but he was actually writing down positive affirmations. <laughs> okay. You are a great writer. Exactly. You oh. are handsome. You don't have four you, chins. You are better than your 6.9. <laughs> Some of those got weirdly personal. I'm a good day, and if I stretch you out, you're seven. Uh, oh. Hey, that's, that is true. I, right. uh, that is true. <laughs> we got to do this show for real. Do we? <laughs> All right. It's post-series. It's time to have fun. <laughs> so for me, I, I have one runner-up that I'm going to mention because I feel like the, the story potential was huge, but they ended it right as it fucking happened. Wait, you're going into a runner-up already? I'm starting with a runner-up before I get to Jesus. Like, someone who I can't, which is Emma. No one remembers who this character is. This is who? Deep Track. Wait. I know who she is. The Amazonian daughter oh, of yes. Dean. Oh, that's a good one, Thomas. She I, was on my I list. I only give her runner-up so for one jealous. fucking reason only, and that's because they killed her in the same episode she's introduced, which was a goddamn travesty. I have always been bothered by that episode because yes. I, I know I have a very odd, very romanticized sense of, of children but like that always, it never sat well with me that that was Dean's offspring. It's and Dean's they, kid in the, in the show that's all about family doesn't end in blood. And how's, how's storytelling Oedipus style prophetic and sad is it that you as a hunter have a child that's a monster? <laughs> and then you and kill you it. you don't do fucking anything with it. You kill her in the same episode. And, and Sam, his brother... Kills his daughter. Uncle Sammy. Just yeah. casually caps her. And it's over in an episode. And it never comes up again. Yeah. And because it was it was contained to the one episode is is a travesty and something that truly just bothers me to this day about that, about season seven. One of the reasons it was so low for me. Because that makes no fucking sense to any of our characters, who they are at this time, who they are in the show, yeah, what they would have done, the impact this could have had, the potential this could have had. Imagine instead of Claire, this Castiel's daughter who shows up and we don't necessarily grow to like, we have the the ever haunting visage of his daughter who is a monster, who he is torn between love and family and his job essentially she is torn between her nature and who he is and what good she might want to bring into the world that's the same kind of setup that we have later with lucifer and michael and and god and dean has with his own father and sam is a parallel of the monster child and the hunter father like there's so much there and they do nothing with it. That's a foul ball. I'm not going to lie. That always Honestly, did. that might just be flat out number five. I might just kick <laughs> someone else out. Yeah. Because that one was such a loss of potential, but it doesn't quite hit. It, that's where I'm saying I'm torn because there's not enough there outside of the potential. Yeah. In the same ways that children are only potential. They're nothing realized yet when they're <laughs> infants, but they could be anything. Emma was well, that. 
and I think you brought up an interesting point that I've never thought about with Emma was the fact that not only was she not brought up again, but the the fact that Sam killed Dean's daughter. Exactly. And of all of the other things that they've, the stupid things that they've fought about or hung on to or talked about three episodes later that really didn't matter all that much in one way or another. This is never brought up. Dean never has a problem with it. He never mentions it to Sam. We never see Sam have remorse about it. It's never discussed. It's never never brought up again. Yeah. 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 And honestly, that is kind of why it became a runner up for me because it's such a self-enclosed incident. There's never any reference to it ever again. Who wrote that episode? Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner. They're so hit or miss. And that was a fucking (laughs) miss. But at the same time, the idea was was genius, but it's nothing's done with it. I think we called them something different back then. I'm pretty pretty sure we had a a nickname for that. Eugenie, Eugenie. And Fuckner. And Brad Fuckner. (laughs) You weenie and Brad Fuckner. Those (laughs) nicknames are earned in this episode. Uh, Yeah. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can stop and think about the the emotional growth and turmoil that you could have pulled out of just that one episode would have been amazing. And there are apologists for this episode. That's why I've never brought this up in a discussion, believe it or not, because it's very controversial. Because it creates a whole discussion on social media, the place of all toxic conversations. Best place. Where they say that just because you sire an offspring doesn't mean you're a father or she's your daughter. Perfect. That means so I might not be that. That means he didn't kill his daughter and it's not a big deal. That is such a skewing of yeah. the facts, in my opinion. That but fits perfect for me. Well, I don't know. They did kind of forget about Adam. <laughs> no, Wait, they who? remembered to not remember him. Who? His daughter should have showed up at the end too. At, at just you know, just because with Lucifer for no fucking reason. Oh my god! If she was in purgatory, <laughs> that, that's fucked up. She's all, Dad, is that you, Dad? When he was down there, you remember me? Oh Jesus, Dad, that's messed up. Where's Uncle Sam, Dad? Oh god, oh, god that got dark. I did. Uh, so that was my runner up, and then who I would say for me was a number five. Well, you know, fuck it. I'll just put her as number five. That Dude, that, that, that was, was a that, pretty good number that was five. So, it makes me so fucking angry. I can tell. That, that, yeah, that's going to be yeah, number five. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm just going to skip and change my list midway. His through. list is going to suck now. That was probably yep. the best one. Yeah, probably. 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 So then let's go back. Avi, coming back to you for number four. Okay, so I'm actually kind of torn between my number four. Um, one only had a couple of episodes. One had, I think, like five or six. Let me flip through my notes. Um, She's got to go through all 14 lists, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She wrote a goddamn yeah, she novel. In, she was in four episodes. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to go with... As my number four, I'm going to have to go with Tessa. Okay. The Reaper Angel Reaper thing. Yes. <laughs> the Reaper Angel thing, Mabobber. She she was our first Reaper when we had no idea what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learned a lot about Reapers through her. Um, she was just... 
What the hell is that? I don't know what that noise. Um, she, she, I don't know. I just think that she was underrated. And whereas Becky's last episode did wonders for her character, I think Tess's last episode kind of Kind sucked. of botched it. Yeah. 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 So that's why she's on my list as number four. I think Tessa does represent forgotten and underrated quite well because somebody she needs to be forgotten though because of the awful retcon <laughs> but that's the thing is like because you forgot what the fuck she like, was i loved that character From and we beginning. were very happy do you remember how happy we were when they announced that she was coming back oh yeah and yep. and then carver which he i'm a big supporter of carver but this is one of his worst mistakes he yes. turned reapers into angels out of nowhere but then they forget they ever said that and then they're not it's weird. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It, like, she starts out as the Reaper, which was a great so season good. two premiere and a great well, moment and, and twist to that whole thing. And every time we see her, because we see her in season two, four, and six, and I mm. love her every time she comes up. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's fantastic and, and lore heavy and it introduces this whole new... Well, not whole new because we had seen Reapers in season one, but a new take on the Reaper and how to change it. But you're right. By the end, they forgot entirely what Reapers are, how the whole thing functions. They blur the line with Angel and she dies for a very underwhelming reason in hindsight. Right. And that's somebody who <laughs> the writers truly forgot. I mean, when you forget your own canon and you're like, ah, she's here. Thanks for showing up. You're dead now. Reapers, angels, who gives a shit? Yeah. It, it just, That's a wrap. It just really puts a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Why were you excited by that? <laughs> he likes bad taste in his mouth. Like, yeah, salty. Yeah. Mama says about those bad tastes, too. Oh, okay. I was trying yeah. to not say anything. You're avoiding things. This is just the, the beat up on Thomas Hour. Jesus. Yeah, we were due That's for, a different show this month. We were due for a show. I'm so like, gay. <laughs> the bread maker. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's terrible. Okay, what, what else? All right. Number four for you, Mike. You're up. We're, we're going to keep the order. Okay, now no these are is. not in any particular order well, for me, like yeah. in terms of ranking. So I don't want people thinking Bella was number five. Uh, my, my number two, I'm going to share next. with everyone. You're next. My next. Yes. Uh, Casey. Ooh. Okay. Really? Yep. She's on my list of incredibly underrated. Yep. And the reason why is because if you remember, Thomas, we've gushed over her before during our season one retrospective available on Patreon. Uh, she was a character that was used with, and I, in, in my opinion, in a single episode with precision early on as a way to dissect racism in middle America, help us to understand Dean, which was priority number one which was really important at this time because I believe this was around episode 13 and much of the first quarter of that season was about keeping Dean a mystery. Because if you remember, based on our retrospective discussions, we had went into detail about why Kripke was doing this. And it's because early on he had thought he would probably turn Dean bad. Mm hmm. So he was a mystery. That's why there was a lot of Sam and not a lot of Dean. And that's why Dean was hidden in shadow many times in the shots. He was in the background because they were trying to create this, this atmosphere. So season 13, 
when we come back from, or I should say episode 13, when we come back from the mid season break, a lot of the episodes were designed to help flesh out Dean a bit. And this was one of those episodes. And also I I'm putting her on this list because this episode is just hated unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. It's a great episode. Yeah. Plus I, I feel like she had, I felt like she had great chemistry with Jensen. Mm -hmm. I I'm going to just piggyback because she's on my list too. Oh, really? She was the first person that we learn about that. According to Canon at the time, Dean ever opened up to truthfully opened up to and shared emotions, feelings, what he's doing, the world he's trapped in. Yep. That is monumental especially for this character who fucking lies on a regular basis at this time to his brother mm -hmm. who does anything for his dad to defy his father, lie to his brother, but tell this person the truth. That's a huge thing. And she was a character like I agree. I think they had fantastic chemistry and I think this episode gets an unfair amount of hate. I truly do not agree with and she was such a different beat. The Dean we knew at this time had always been the charismatic swagger. Nothing gets me down. I'm not afraid of jack shit. Yeah. Confident older brother. Cassie shows up, goes back 10 years, and he's that teenager again who shows emotion again for the first real time that we've seen it since, what, the Phantom Plane? The Phantom Traveler? And he's afraid of flights? This was a moment of Dean that we probably wouldn't genuinely see again until the end of the season, until he thinks he might have to kill his brother, until him and Sam's relationship yeah. really develops. We don't get this level of genuineness from Dean. And at the time, it was such a peek behind the curtain, don't look at the wizard fact that completely caught me off guard. That showed me that this isn't just a show about two brothers who are having fun and killing things. And Sam's clearly like some superhero. We just don't know it yet. This is a story about real people who make fucking sacrifices. Who will never live a truly happy life because of the choices they have to make. And the, the grand scale of the universe that story that they find themselves in. And to me... She was such a wasted potential because we truly we never come back to her. And it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet, like the, the star-crossed lovers feeling to me because they did seem to work so well. And they talk about her, them like, you know, you never called again. And that is kind of cliche at this time. But it felt like they genuinely had this connection that once again will never go it's never touched on in the following 15 years. Now I will say that I feel like they essentially did a character retcon with this person and what she was all intended to be was later transformed into Lisa. Mm. Lisa was later the character from his past especially in season three when he's fearing death, the one that got away, the one that he is happy with at the end of the story, that I feel like Cassie would have been that, should have been that. Either she should have been the character throughout the whole run or Lisa should have been in episode season 13, season one, episode 13. And it, it's essentially to me the same character, just yeah. with a different storyline, you know? And 
I think she is a great representation of just forgotten potential at this time. Hmm. So I know this episode is controversial to people, but I think it's a shame that this never grew into something more than what we saw. And that, that, that I feel like that's our list is, you know, it's unfortunate that this didn't grow into. Like, yeah. I just feel like every- the, that's like the overarching theme for all of these characters. Ryan, what about you? Um, ne- not numbers. You're just, you're yeah, just kind of picking. Um, I'm looking at my list right now. Uh, <laughs> I've got some good ones. I think I'm going to pick the one that pissed me off the most. Um, <laughs> so this like one, a good way. It, no, in a bad way. And, and I'm sure that people will be like, yeah, oh, that, that doesn't count, but you know what? Fuck them. So oh, all right. I, I am very, very upset that Ellen and Joe, uh, okay. No, let me let me explain. Right, let, me explain let me explain. Yeah. Now, underrated? No. Forgotten? Yes. And I think the reason that pisses me off so much about Ellen and Joe is they were an integral part of the story at the time. They were huge. And after their death, the only mention we get is a stupid shot of the freaking roadhouse. <laughs> and that's it. In the final episode, there's nothing there. There's there was. There was so much that could have been expanded on in even the last last episode or even, you know, mm-hmm. the last season. And I think it's really unfortunate because, yes, on this show, we are all team Ellen and Joe. We love them. We talk about them all the time. But in general, I think pretty sure in the fandom, they don't get mentioned a lot. And I think at what bums me out about this and it pisses me off is that these characters were vital and they are just straight forgotten. And, you know, we, we lose them when we lose them. And then we go, what, 10 seasons and we don't hear anything else about them. Whereas Bobby dies and it's like, Bobby comes back. Different versions of Bobby. Yeah. So it's like Charlie. Yeah. Same thing with Charlie. And I think that's what upsets me about this is because they could have delved deeper with a more mature Dean down the road with, if Joe came back. Or if, it, you know, her spirit came back or same thing or with even Ellen. A, an older, wiser Dean talking to Ellen. Exactly. And I think that is there's so many things you could have hit on with bringing Ellen back or Joe or even both of them down the road. Because as we see Sam and Dean age and get more mature, there's so many things they could have discussed with Ellen and Joe that they never got to talk with to them about because they were young at the time. And I think that's what bums me out and pisses me off about them that we they're never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's it's a travesty, honestly, because there's these are characters that on this show, I know for a fact, I could speak for all, all four of us. So we love the Ellen and Joe. So it's really, it bums me out that they were completely forgotten and never gone back to other than a shot of the, of the freaking roadhouse in the last episode. It's, it's actually, I think really, really unfortunate. Um, cause there's so many things they could have done with these characters down the road. Now, if it was because contractually they couldn't get them to come back or they were busy or whatever, that's, that's in a whole nother story that we don't know. But I think, you know, if you can get Jeffrey Dean Morgan to show up, I feel like you could get, you know, Ellen and Joe to show up at some point. You'd, you'd think so. you would think so. So yeah. I think that one is more forgotten, obviously not underrated. They're mm-hmm. not underrated characters, but forgotten for sure. And I think it, <sighs> it, it really bums me out that I, I, have I will to put them say there. they're not underrated. No, they, they've very much played an integral role in the story and they were great for their time there. I will say they do fall into the forgotten category more for me. The reference to the roadhouse, but no appearance by the characters is a shame 
the fact that they're such a big part of season two, I mean, even in Kripke's run, it's kind of a hindrance on his part too, because they are a big part of season two, then nothing for three and four and then back for five and then nothing again for the following 10 years. That, that does suck. It just sucks. In some ways you could say it's, you know, the problems and the trials and tribulations of television. You can't guarantee that someone will be available when you need them to. And the fact that other characters grew in popularity and kind of took up the mantle that they were originally given, namely Sheriff Jody Mills, that doesn't change the fact that it stings and that one of my favorite episodes is their death. So, you know. That I just, is a fair I just, point. Yeah, I just feel like... And I do think that is... When, when I said earlier that my criteria was kind of either how the fuck do you not come back to this character by the final episode? Yeah, they, they, they would probably category. fall into that. How the hell did you not come back yeah. to these characters? It's unfortunate. I mean, we don't see John and Mary, but at least they get a reference in, from Bobby. Right. It, it's unfortunate. I think that's the... Like, I had to do that one early because... I, you know, it just, it, it's an unfortunate thing that I think we, they overlooked or just didn't give a shit to bring them back. And I would have loved to seen older Sam and Dean talking yeah. to Helen and Joe. I think it would have yeah. been really, really cool to see. It would have been nice to have that moment of they've been through so much and they're seasoned and they have like their own surrogate son at that point. And then Ellen kind of like, you know how you boys doing kind of thing yeah and that moment would have been really i think special to a lot of us diehard fans who who were there from the beginning you know what's funny Mm. is that when i go back and watch the seasons with ellen in it now i think she's attractive and when i was younger i was like yeah she's an older lady now Now you're like now Now i'm like like, "Mm." jesus 15 years later i'm all into her i'm like you're a hottie Is that funny though? That's, you know, taste change, man. Yes, wow. yeah, your taste change. We, all get, we get the older, we get wiser. I was watching reruns of Golden Girls the other day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Blanche, you were one hottie. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. What Jesus. is going on tonight? Yeah, try to bring some levity. All right, so I I already referenced Cassie as well for another choice of mine. So going to come back to Avi now. Third choice. Another character for you that you felt was forgotten or underrated or both. Um, I would say Missouri Mosley. Number three. Yeah, that's Missouri that's, Mosley. That's on my list. Oh, dear. she she was in two episodes. One. She's um, in one. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> Well, I was going to say one of which was amazing and made me want to see her again yeah. and the second one pissed me off because mm-hmm. it just felt shoehorned or just the character was done an injustice yeah, yeah. absolutely they were so she's my she's my number three i think so just raise hands ryan you've already said she's on your list she's on my list she's on sure. my list yeah Mike, she's not on my list, but can I just, can I just get controversial for a second? Please. So let me get this straight. You bring back an aging black woman so you can kill her off for a more attractive young girl. That's what you did. Yes. That's what they did. 
How did more people in this day and age that we, you know, like to complain about everything and everything's unfair, ageism, racism, sexism, all the isms. How did how did no one scream foul ball besides us? Yeah. Especially us. That that she that is such dude. I get so angry. That's why I didn't put her on my list. That's why I didn't put her on my list. Because she was such such a good character in that one episode she was in. And I had always thought someday she's gonna come back. In fact, I believe Thomas, you and I did a Patreon show leading up Mm -hmm. to her return and we were talking about all the things they could do because of her knowledge of the supernatural and the fact that she's the one who helped train John in the ways of the supernatural and the whole layout of how things work. Nope. None of that. Not a goddamn bit. She was basically a interfering mother. Yeah. A crazy grandma. They turned her into a kook. Yeah. It's, it's such a fucking slap in the face to the actress, the character, the fans. Well, and she didn't have the fire in her that she did that we saw the first episode either. No. She's in tired. her defense, it had been 12 years. She probably doesn't even remember Jensen or Jared. Who are these guys? <laughs> what show was this that I did 15 years ago? I think it was such a... Jeez, I'll turn around, Jensen. Oh, mm, I remember that. <laughs> I, remember the, I remember those Wranglers. <laughs> She, Missouri Mosley <laughs> is perhaps one of the greatest <clears throat> fuck ups. I'll, I'll say it for every single writer and showrunner on Supernatural. And I know, listen, two episodes, she's inconsequential, but also potential. There's a, something about that can be said about consistency and care of the characters that came before. And I'd rather you never use old characters if you're not going to use them the right way. Because and that's the thing. You run the risk of just ruining these characters yeah. that were just so well, great. I'd rather Mosley never had showed up again. I, it was a crying shame that she never showed up again in Christie's yep. run. It was a crying shame that she wasn't in Gambles or Carver's. At that point, 10 years after the fact, season 11, what's done is done. Yeah. How, how do you, For Dab yeah. to return to this character, who is, at least within this room here... AV included digitally a fucking fan favorite who Absolutely. is so integral not just to the fan the, the vibe the tone of the show especially season one but in the extended lore of which nobody cares about except us of the comic book that she taught John all about him being a hunter that she's actually the reason Bobby exists she was supposed to be in the season one finale, but she could not make it due to contractual issues and scheduling conflicts that they created the character Bobby Singer. Yep. All right, guys. So you guys want me to bring back Missouri? So, so for, Missouri fuck, for somebody to fucking bring her back, literally only to kill and replace her and, and change who she was as a character so inherently with such a cavalier <laughs> attitude. Uh, oh, yeah, she's a crazy grandma. And then she died in the hallway. I got to be perfectly honest, you guys. I don't remember Missouri Mosley. Is that a name of the uh, a, a sandwich at uh, Abby's? <laughs> like a Monte Cristo? <laughs> Missouri Mosley? I mean, that's how they gave me checks and cheese. Uh, what, are you, what, what are you eating right now, Dad? In Missouri Mosley. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Didn't John with, eat a Missouri Mosley? 
I felt like John Winchester. It was such a shame. Oh, and he, the was, thing he is, was beating that up. The, yeah. The <laughs> he, he ate a Missouri Mosley for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, John Winchester. Shame on you. Oh. That took you guys way uh, too long. Double feels that. so good between my thighs. Oh, the pain you must feel when you watch that. <laughs> I can feel it right now. Telepathic me, oh, good lord. <laughs> Oh my god! Shameful. But the other thing too that just extra pisses me <laughs> off was that not only did they bring her back for no fucking reason other than to kill and replace her, but the character they kill and replace her for patients, and the entire the sub the story day, meant nothing. Meant fucking nothing yeah. to nobody. <laughs> no, she the actress leaves and goes back to Letterkenny. <laughs> like what? All right. And that's just, I'm still angry. Mine are rage fueled. I feel I like can, that is yeah, the answer. Yeah, now. yours are definitely rage fueled. God damn. You probably need to eat something. Yeah, here's a Snickers. <laughs> You're turning to dab. Yeah, you eat stomach with it. Try a Missouri Mosley. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's why John lasted so long. <laughs> Had himself a Missouri Mosley. All right, so. <laughs> Ryan, do you have anything to add to the Missouri Mosley story? Or no, you, you good I, I, here? I, no, I think I think we're all on the same page here. It definitely rage filled. I feel like such a cool character that yeah. was just completely didn't do just, any, just wasted. Yes, yeah, wasted. wasted potential. Yes. All right. So, Mike, well, yeah, absolutely. Because if you stop and think about the fact that she had one, one episode. fucking episode. Sad. I mean, up until <clears throat> season thirteen, whatever season. Yeah, but. One episode, but you could say Missouri Mosley, and everybody knew exactly who you were talking about. Yep. yep. Dab definitely yep. knows. Now, mm-hmm. Mike, she was not on your list, so you've only given us two so far. So let's, we'll go to you now. So it's a third choice on your list of underrated and forgotten. Okay, so this one's a deep cut. Oh. We all like that. It's uh, Tamara from season three, episode one, Magnificent Seven. Uh, she's on my list of underrated and forgotten. Oh my god. Fuck. And, You're right. Yeah. And the reason why, and I'm going to explain all of it. I love the continuation of the mythos behind how people become hunters, number one, that shared tragedy. And you got to remember, this is still when we're starting to understand that, that this is how people become hunters. This is how they join in that lifestyle. And Tamara and her husband had lost a daughter to monsters, which worked. I like That's the calmness that she possessed. She's, in my opinion, yet another, not just one, yet another great example of how women were written during the Kripke and Gamble era. You know, for mm-hmm. Kripke and Gamble getting so much shit about not including women and, you know, representation, they did. They gave you a bunch of fantastic one-offs that we've never quite ever had since Gamble and Kripke left, the women characters were the embodiment of strength and not always in the cliche contrived representation that so many writers try to pass off these days as strong roles. Mm-hmm. Strength doesn't always mean kicking ass and taking names. It can simply be how you or I should say how someone deals with a situation that requires mental stability and calm, um, you know, strong constitution and resolve, determination strong mental resilience. These are the things that Kripke used to keep his women characters together. And I challenge you to watch the Kripke and Gamble era of Supernatural and try to find a woman character that's just a straight up victim or is utterly weak. Yep. Good luck finding one. Because there isn't. Even There's the some miscellaneous- bitch ass dude demons. 
<laughs> that count, I would say, as like completely failure characters. You mean women? No, dude. Like they're just completely yeah, failure yeah, characters. I'm talk- yeah, I'm talking about the. Di- I'm talking about the women. But I'm you're- thinking just characters, even <laughs> like some Wait, of the what? demons. So- I'm confused. I'm thinking of who fits that bill within the show. Oh, oh not oh. just women. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. couple of punk ass demons. Circa season nine through right eleven, but if you look at season one or season two, yeah. even when you have those guest spot roles, let's look at the the haunted episode where the boy and the girl get trapped because they went into I forgot the name of that episode uh, where they visit that house that's haunted and people go missing. It's the one with the I think it's the asylum. It's the asylum episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, even in, in in a very simple role like that, who's the one in control of her emotions? Yep. Who's the one yep. who takes charge of the situation? Yep. The girl. The guy is worthless. Oh, yeah. He's scared to death. He wants to run away. And she's about waiting for him to be found. She's about figuring out what happened. And she's just, again, one she's ex- the one with the shotgun. Yes, she's the <laughs> yeah. one with the gun training. And that's why I feel like people, before they complain about Kripke and Gamble's era of lack of women, Go back and watch. Just because they didn't have an ongoing character didn't mean they didn't include women. And the best part about it is they were all very unique for the most part, except for the demon women. That that's where I have a problem. Right, with. sometimes kind of one type. They were yeah, just one personality type for the most part. But the, the women in this era of supernatural were always very strong characters. Yeah, very in control of the situation. Well. One of the things that I also liked about um, Tamara or Tamara, however you said her name, was a lot of times when you see hunters get into the lifestyle or whatever Mm -hmm. because of tragedy, they're alone for whatever reason. And I liked the fact that she and her husband were partners. Yeah. Yeah. And And you could tell by their interactions that they were absolute equal partners in what was going on they trusted each other they knew that the other one had knowledge and was capable and they just worked so well together and they were so that alone is interesting to have these this husband wife couple which i the only other thing that that pops into my head that i can reference to that is solo uh woody harrelson's character oh i thought you were talking about the red cups no 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 i was like oh red solo cup yeah but that's a that's that a, movie that's a Mario Van Peoples. dynamic that we hadn't seen and the story of him dying and then them possessing his body and he's screaming out and like drinks the drain cleaner is still a horrifying image oh so bad and calling out to her and they're trying to lure them from the house like that is some truly scary campfire story level shit and it's such a sad story and we don't see her ever again yeah, that, that's a good deep cut, dude. I like that I always one. liked her because I love characters that when shit goes down, they maintain their cool. Yeah. And when she was burning her, her uh, husband, when they were doing the whole hunter's funeral, I mean, she didn't even shed a tear. It was yeah. just sheer rage. It was like, I'm going to get I'm my revenge. People. And we don't see it. Yeah. Like yeah. that's somebody who like Ellen and Joe should have shown back up in season five. Full on demon apocalyptic war, just capping bitches like right? like we see all the other ones do. That would have been a good return for that character. Damn, that's that's a good one. I like that one because now I'm just angry that I didn't see more of it. Yeah, and again, rage is what fuels my list. Yes, <laughs> rage fuels your fire. It does. It does. All right, 
Well, Avi, I'm going to come back to you now. Uh, we're on our fourth choice now, fourth pick in this roundtable roster pick. So who is next for you? So this one, this one did not make me angry. Um, <laughs> then it's off the I, list. <laughs> I, um, I thought that she had a pretty good arc. Um, and I just thought she was a, a badass chick. And I'm going to say Linda Tran, Kevin's mom. Oh, Kevin! Okay. The, the first one or the, the recast one? No, no, no. The second one. <laughs> I mean, cause it, the, what I think about when I think about Linda is when, you know, Crowley kidnaps her and how incredibly smart that she was in, in trying to escape. And then when they go to the auction and she, I don't know, just everything about her says, I have lived a life. And I am incredibly smart and I know how to make shit work. And I just, I loved the fact that she was an older middle-aged woman. She was a mom, but still didn't take away from her badassery. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was kind of a, a more quiet strength than you would, than I had seen in any other character at that point. Okay. Hmm. So that's my number four. It, it does say something because I. It's another thing to see a parent who is not a part of that lifestyle jump into that and just kind of, like you said, own it and just yeah. be along for the ride. Kind of like the swinger lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> when you see your parents, you kind of like wonder. Huh. What's up, mom and dad? Oh God! What? What happened? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that is, it is a unique characterization. And once Kevin died and she, she took his, his, essentially his ghost followed her. We right. don't get anything else from her. And, right. And for a character who is going to, you know, is kind of a badass in hell to never show up again. He was left to die alone as a mad ghost. Yes. Yeah, you know I knew that part would make you angry, but I mean, <laughs> but I, her character was always driven by Kevin. What is the best for Kevin? And when she found out that he was a prophet and all the shit was going down and she was like, okay, well, then I'm going to be here with you and we're going to do this together. And, you know, whatever I can do to help you is what's going to happen. I knew it. I fucking (laughs) fucking knew it. And I guess that's just one of the things that I loved about her, that she was like, okay, well, this is a fucked up situation, but here's what we do next and I'll take care of it. So that's why I loved her so much. But but I think her arc was done whenever Kevin died and she got his ghost back because her life had revolved around Kevin and now he was dead. So, you know, she's done. There's no reason for her to be in this life anymore. She can finally be happy too. Now she's, you know. Done with that little son with her all the time. That little yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kevin, do something with your life. Uh, I heard you were a badass in hell. Why don't you go back? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like a badass in hell. You now. finally made something of Who yourself. Writes that. Uh, I saw one. I saw a vein in my arm. So I'm pretty much a badass. Eating my mezze, I would let you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, 
Ryan, I'm going to come to you now. I'm just jumping all over the board because fuck it. Um, okay, so this Fourth one. choice. This one. You try uh, to move a little faster. We got to wrap. Yeah. Uh, so this one is actually one that I'm I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't say I'm upset, but I, I definitely feel like this is a missed opportunity. We absolutely love this episode. And mine is uh, Alicia Baines. You son of a bitch. You fucking Wait, son of a how bitch. How come I don't know who that is? Twigs and twine. Twigs and twine. And I'm made of wood. Oh, that you you fucker. Son of a bitch. You deep cut so, stealing son of a bitch. That's on my. That's a good one. I, so this one. I thought I, I wasn't yeah. going to be the only one. Nah, motherfucker. Fuck. So, because I remember. So she this, was on my list, too. I, I picked, God damn it. I picked this one because oh, I, can't I remember. I remember when we first reviewed this episode. Oh. I remember when we were first reviewed it, we were like, man, this is so cool. I'd love for them to come back. A spinoff would be cool. I know we talked for at least an hour about it. And the potential is the endless. potential Un- is endless. Right there was the fucking spinoff. Right yes. there. And yeah. No, I'm going to hold and, it. I'm gonna let Ryan you, finish. So, oh. so the thing that really bummed me out about this is like you guys just said, the potential was so incredible for this character and her brother in general. I could have, you know, her brother's obviously not a man, so or a girl, so I had to put her, but like the potential there was so unbelievable and the episode we all thought the episode was awesome and i think not only was it fucking creepy it is tragic yes it is dark it's supernatural it is sad it is pure supernatural and i think that's what makes it so unbelievably shitty that they never went back to it it's so she's oh god damn you ryan i'm so mad because i wanted this (laughs) and you ate me too because i was so hoping this no one would remember her that character, I still remember just being like borderline terrified, like horrified and in love with this character at the same time. Because uh-huh. what a fucking dark ending. You are an imitation of a what, real person. And you think you are you real. you think you are real. And that's so, and he, the only person who carries the secret is the person you trust the most. And that's the brother, sister, relationship, family storyline. Dude, it's so fucked. It is the spinoff that we should have had. Magic-wielding hunter siblings. And one's not a real person. One of which is a monster. Therefore, also, like, borderline invincible, which would have been a whole fascinating way to find that out. And it would have covered the CW wants. Demographics and wants. You had a a black cast. The guy, if I remember correctly, was was gay. And she could have been the lead because she's the monster. Like, it's perfect. And not only that, but this is all introduced and contained within Dab's first season, meaning he's the showrunner from beginning to end, meaning there's no fucking reason this should have just died on the vine like Uh, it did. Pardon the pun. Like a stick. Right. Like there's no, it, it, it's crazy, so unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy, unfortunate because I just remember when we covered the episode, we were so jazzed about it. We thought it was such so a cool, excited. we were excited because we thought it was such a cool concept. I think we even praised dab for coming up with something like this. And I think we were, we were so excited about this. And I think it's, it's just an incredible overall like oversight slash bummer slash like what the fuck were they thinking not coming back to this? Because I just, even the, the, the first episode that we saw her, I think it was Asa Fox, right? And yeah, celebrating the life. Yeah. And, and I just, it's really, really fucked up that this was never gone back to. And like you said, Thomas, Dab had full control over that. He could have went back to it at any point at any given time. Well, and, and he didn't. And it's a shame because Steve Yaki wrote both of the primary episodes they're in. There's one voice reference they're in in, in First Blood. He's a fantastic writer. He's got his own show now, which is awesome for him. But 
this shows, like we've said so many times, the writers were strong during these episodes, during this run. Yep. It's the leadership that yep. let them down because this should have been more than a two fucking episode arc with a cliffhanger to that degree. Listen, guys, I don't know when I have gold. <laughs> Usually I eat it when I see it. My like, good, this is gold. It's, pretty. Uh, it's shiny. Uh, I just shit gold out of my, in my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and flush that. Oh, you guys like you guys like uh, Alicia Baines? Let me go ahead and flush that down the toilet. Unless I didn't know, so I just go in and panhandle and find that gold again. Hold on a second, dip that panhandle in the shit. Ew. There's a nugget. Oh, gotta, I'm going to have to break that one up so I can flush. Okay. Let, me, let me bite on it to make sure it's true gold. <laughs> Oh my god How he eats his god. own shit What yes. is going on dude It's gotten worse over time Holy fuck He's a fucked up individual That That is a good Deep cut one I knew Damn that it. one would fire you guys up god. And I and I, I remember I like, hate you I it know was, oh, Jesus Get out of the studio uh, um, <laughs> Alright I, I knew that one fire you guys up Because I knew how much we love that episode And I hate myself for forgetting that character Dude I know like, oh, Who's that I'm, maybe she belonged to the last that's, that's a character that works. That's a character that is just God. That dude, story is great scenario for so fucking long. Yep. God yep. damn it. Well, I, you know, hey, I think we should do our fan film on that. Ooh. Oh and then man, put it out on the internet. Like what now? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm <laughs> sure the I'm dude s- release the crossroads cut. Oh God. <laughs> Please no. All right. So that was on my list. That was on Avi's list. Ryan brought this character up. So, Mike, what about you? What your fourth choice? We got to <laughs> get to the mine end here. sucks now compared to that one. Well, just get to it then. We're going to end on a fart. Okay. Uh, Anna Milton. <laughs> that was almost one of mine. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very forgotten. I've always been drawn to this character because she was a character that was. I want to say she was fully realized from the get-go. You understood what she was about and why. The idea that she was the dutiful angel during, you know, doing her job for a father that never returned. Uh, Then she was yet another character that was originally designed to help us understand the way heaven worked. Their mindset, Mm -hmm. how the angels viewed humanity and... And how she represented the side of heaven that fell in love with humanity because of their ability to love, their emotions, loyalty. And by contrast, the angels, the angels weren't any of that. So right. I always felt like the character had a very abrupt ending. She disappeared she for uh, a while only to be turned into a bit of a villain. Personally, I felt like they could have used her a little bit more. But I, the <laughs> but of course. You know, they replaced her with Castiel. So that's how that went. Yeah, that one almost made it to my list as well, because I I agree. She was fully realized, but it felt like there could have been so much more. And that was one of those ones that fell into the potential category. When I say fully realized, I meant that we understood her from the get go. It doesn't mean we couldn't have done so much more with her. Exactly. And I understand why they ended up putting her away. Because Castile resonated much more with the fan base. And because of that, they then. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> just completely threw me off. Sorry. I know. <laughs> um, but if, yeah, so I understand why they replaced Ca- uh, her with Castiel. It right. sucks because I feel like we never got a complete picture. Correct. Of what we could have done. It feels like they were really setting her up for the long haul at the beginning. Yeah. Even that relationship between. You know, Sam and her, I mean, it, Dean and her. It, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Dean and Anna, it felt like they were setting something up. And obviously they were. And they ended up going with Castiel instead. Yeah, that one. 
was almost into my list. That's the one I cut for Emma. Because I did think that was one who like kind of like Bella for me. The story works. It just it felt like there could have been so much more to do with that character, especially the idea that an angel's like we're going to eradicate Sam Winchester from existence. That that got dark real quick <laughs> the second she realized who she was. Uh, Ryan, ooh, okay. we're going to go to you for your final choice. So my last one, um, it's kind of a toss up between two. Uh, I'll mention one, but the one is ultimate. So the one, one of them on my list was Kelly Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I felt like she, after she gave birth to Jack, she kind of just swiffered off into, you know, <laughs> swiffered off. Uh, and, and I, I, that's, I just, she went through so much shit. She yeah. gave us Jack and then voila. But the one that I really want to talk about that I thought was a cool character and just a steamy hot chick was Pamela Barnes. Uh, oh, the psychic. Yeah. So she was, first of all, what she was ab- very attractive. What an absolute babe. She really objectified Sam and Dean, though. <laughs> and, I, and I was okay with it. She could objectify me any day. Yeah. Um, she was the Amber Heard of her time, per se. Oh. Um, <laughs> no? no? Not that too soon on that I one? I don't understand no. that, but... I'm sure. Anyway, no, never mind. I shouldn't have to explain it. I'm trying to make you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, th- I think the cool thing about this character is we, we forget that she's the one that actually kind of brought us Castiel. Um, yeah, because she originally yes. sees Castiel to begin with. That's how her eyes get burnt out. Man, such a fucked scene. Such a fucked Holy scene. Holy yeah. God. Damn. And I just loved her dynamic. She was a super badass chick. She was a psychic. Like the whole, her whole like character was super cool, super confident. You know, she, and like, like Mike said, she objectified Sam and Dean, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, I just thought that that was a character that instead of just completely getting killed by a demon could have, been more there could have been more there i think having you know some type of supernatural type person on the team free will would have really at the time would have been really cool really super cool with her psychic powers and i know you know they were kind of trying to develop sam into that ideal but i think it was it was just she was just a cool character at the time and i thought we could have explained way more on her character of just her being a psychic I, i think something that we kind of in the in the world of supernatural, we just kind of gloss over like it's we, a thing. We really but it's, did shift away from psychics helping out between Missouri Mosley and Pamela to I just did research. Yeah. Oh, I pulled out my solution. laptop and and I googled it. Like, okay, cool. But like, it did take some of this supernatural mysticism away. Yeah. In that respect, and I think that's the one thing that bummed me out about the characters because, like, you know, yeah, we're so used to watching Sam and Dean pull out their laptop and Google something, but like. It was really cool when she showed up because it was like, like you said, it had that supernatural vibe of like, okay, this is, we're in the world here. Like, so I I think between her and Kelly, like, I I always felt like both characters just really didn't get much. Like Kelly just completely got forgotten after Jack showed up and, you know, Pamela, they could have gone so much deeper with that character. Um with just the psychic abilities and like her, you know, mm-hmm. even she, I mean, she didn't even need to have her eyes. Like that was the thing. Like that was tragic that Castiel, you know, blew her eyeballs out, but, but what a fucking introduction. <laughs> and why didn't he ever heal her? Jesus. Yeah. What like, come dick. on, dude, you could heal her. What a dick. That's why he doesn't wash his hands. Come on. You gripped Dean from so, perdition, but you yeah, can't strongly. Oh, he gripped Dean strongly for sure with both hands. Up and down. So yeah. I have one more, actually. Oh, my God. And you're next. So Don't you have, like, 17 more? You have, like, seven <laughs> lists. Like, 
All right. Well, so, you guys have taken some off my list. Oh, okay. So, Avi, what's your um, your last one for tonight's show? Delphine. <laughs> yeah, that was on. Fiend. That was one of my. I don't remember that one either. That, that was one of my uh, honorable she mentions. Was the, the chick on the. On she the, was yep. the woman. Oh yeah. Men of letters. Uh-huh. That was with oh, the um, undercover the with the Thule Society. The French men of letters. On yeah. the submarine episode. I did forget about her. She was awesome. Uh, that see, was a good character. I, I loved her. She was fucking badass from beginning to end. Um. She had an amazing story. Obviously, this is not one that we could have come back to, but I just think that she's so underrated for awesome women characters. And like, she's so she's my number one. What, she's hot. She was hot. She was dangerous. It had that James Bond vibe, which works perfectly for the Thule setup. And yep. what a fucking sacrifice, too. At the end. Yeah. That whole episode yeah. is just has this heavy weight knowing the doom that is going to come to this ship. And well, she's going it. in thinking that he can change something. Yep. It's a, and then realizing that she's the reason why the bad thing happens. Yeah. It's, it's a sad one, but she does do a great job. And that's another one of those. Why wasn't that the spinoff? You know, the 1940s era men of letters V Thule. There's so many spinoffs. Like, there's choices. so many. There's literally, you know, I'm not going to go that route. I'm not going to go that <laughs> contain it. Just going to move past. But yeah, <laughs> she was definitely a interesting choice. Let, Mike, what about you? Um, let's skip mine and we'll quickly skip. go to some of the listeners in our discord and go through theirs one by one. And then we got to wrap. All right. So give me a second here. The listener chat. So we asked this question in our chat group. People responded with. Uh, Bella Talbot from, I can never say it, Rhiannon. I apologize. Rhiannon. Yeah. Rhiannon. Uh, Bella Talbot. I love the chemistry she had with the boys and genuinely would have liked to see how it played out if not for the hate the writers and the writers strike that year. And Naomi. She was so good at being a dick angel. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did like Naomi. I just wasn't keen on her story arc. Uh, her story arc. D- yeah. But I did like her. Yeah. Tabby said, I second uh, Billy and Naomi. Lilith as a character, too. She's almost more terrifying than Lucifer in Kripke's run. Uh, Lilith, I didn't necessarily feel it was underutilized. I think she kind of, to me, like Bella Talbot, was used very well. But she is definitely one of the more terrifying villains and sadly gets <sighs> used again and wasted. The but, only mm. one that I'm a little confused by or thrown off by is the Billy mm-hmm. because is she really underrated or forgotten? She was used I a lot. Billy, she, she got used a lot. lot. She was misused. Oh, misused entirely. But she was, I don't think she's underrated. I think a lot of people dig her character and definitely not forgotten since she was all the way to the last few. Yeah. Maybe uh, her story was so poor that you did forget her. <laughs> you like, forgot. Oh yeah, wait. Aww. Oh, the Reaper Billy. Oh yeah. No, uh, that, that one was fucked. The one that had no purpose the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Lynn says, I replied on Twitter, but I'll say it here just in case. Cassie from season one, episode oh. six, uh, the Roadhouse or the, the Route 666. I always thought she was super interesting. She was the only girl Dean ever loved enough to open up. Yep. Uh, open up about hunting unprompted. I would have loved to show if the show brought her back at some point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rhiannon also says, oh, and Missouri Mosley. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> wish we would have seen more of her. We also have from Tabby. 
Lady Bevel too with the British Men of Letters. I agree. Yeah, that, she definitely. She got was. Me. She, she yeah. was on one of my lists. She, yeah. she was on my honorable mentions because she was a character that fucking Carver had set up for Dab. Here you go. Yep. I'm leaving you with the yep. fucking British Men of Letters and this badass chick. A straight softball, dude. And he fucking whiffed. And he got rid of her for the entire season. Yep. And that replaced also her. makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, she, just it, put dude, her in a box oh and my shove God. her. I, I, and I even... I, yeah, I, I, now your rage is coming to the Well, service. I know that <laughs> people got mad that she got, she raped Sam. But I love their chemistry. <laughs> Sam always does well with the bad chicks. He does, he does love. And he does. I was anxious to see how that would end up playing out. Playing out. Yeah. But they never acknowledged the fact that he essentially fucked her. Yeah. Like, how do you yeah. not just acknowledge past that? that. Mm. Makes no sense. Well, he found that his mom was alive and probably felt it was inappropriate Ooh. to mention. Killed the boner. Hey, Dean, you're never going to believe this. Uh, this chick, Ray- oh, hi, mom. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Talk about a boner killer. Yeah. Uh, Porsche <laughs> says, uh, I was going to say Lady Tony for sure. She would have been great to have around. They could have done so much with her. I really liked her. Yeah. Uh, ah, she's good. She also felt that Lisa was pretty underrated too. I actually really liked her as well. More than that, I feel like she should have been in, uh, been in it more. But it was probably because she was too beautiful to use. Uh, <laughs> Tabby also says Tessa the Reaper. I can't put my finger on why, but that character is very memorable for me. Okay. Uh, another one it. from Rose Blue also said Missouri Mosley, hands mm. down. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, you don't want to say your last one, Mike, real quick as a wrap up? Because I, I want to mention okay. my last one as oh, well. Okay. Well, then go ahead. I won't. Mention For me, it it some people might cry, cry foul. This is not a deep cut, but I feel like it's one of the few major characters that never comes up in our recollection, and that's Lisa. Yeah. Lisa for Dean was such a mm. fucking pivotal character. She was the one who made him happy at the end of Kripke's run. She is the marriage, the the happy ending that he was supposed to have. His relationship with her and Ben is all of season six and not only is it ended in such a tragically painful way but the i was convinced from the episode the last episode she's ever in i think it's like let it bleed Mm. we were gonna see them again she was gonna come back that was gonna be end of the show kind of stuff and i part i'm not sure if part of that is because gamble never returned and season seven got taken away from her and then the showrunners shifted but the fact that we never come back to who is essentially the Cassie slash love of his life and that Dean doesn't get a happy ending. Sam at least acknowledged that this was his life later in the show, the hunter life with Dean. But even he gets a happy ending with Eileen, presumably. We don't 100 percent know. Right. Dean to never, ever, ever bring that up again. Never talk about it. Never see a cameo. Not a single mention was such well no there was one mention sam there's there's one mention mention that sam brings to kill sam (laughs) correct but that was such a mind fuck to me that we never come back after season six so another so more than half the show length the character who he was supposed to ride off into the sunset with is never referenced again and to me that was a how the fuck do you not have this character at the end of the show especially when we didn't know what the finale was exactly going to look like 
so it's not exactly a deep cut and it's it did have her story kind of told but to me that was more of a potential loss what the hell this isn't quite done yet than bella talbot or lilith in my opinion mike what about you last one we'll call it for the night okay i have dark kaya i almost picked her too I almost that did. I was to be close. on the list, dude. Underrated yeah. and squandered. Yep. Squandered as squandered. Fuck, dude. Yeah. For me, this character was squandered in every way. Yep. This was a character from a world that was unlike Sam and Dean's in almost every way. The amount of yeah. lore that this character could have introduced into the show probably could have filled five to eight seasons easily. And listen, I get it. She was collateral damage brought on by the backdoor spinoff. They didn't get picked up. And then she was further marginalized by dad's inability to bring a proper story together, story together by the end within the allotted time for the final season, which isn't a lot. It was only 20 episodes. He just didn't have enough time, which he cut himself intentionally two seasons in a row. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Dark Kai could have been the next diary of john winchester the oh, amount absolutely. of built-in mythos that came with that character is ridiculous the and the actor was fantastic she really was the good. strongest new addition of the actors phenomenal lore potential surrounded in mystery and excitement and they said here's the spear it was worthless okay i'm gonna go die now <laughs> that's, that's her three episode arc guys Here's the spear. Yeah. That didn't work. Barons did I'm do. I'm going to go die now. Good with what he was given. <laughs> Two pages and a, yeah. and a thumbs up. That's what he was given to work with. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah. I mean, he did what he could, but fuck, did that one sting. That was almost on my list as well. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is there's plenty of underrated characters. Potential was limitless. It's one of those things that in a way, I think a lot of us snarkier fans are saying how did we end with 15 seasons we could have kept going easily oh yeah uh, taking the human element of time money and people's livelihoods out of it you know the story potential is truly limitless in so many fucking ways especially so many strong characters and i think each one of the ones that were brought up tonight we would have killed to see even one more episode of and it's a shame that we won't get that until it's picked up on netflix you know, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Let's start a hashtag. Or man. HBO yeah. Max. You we'll mean. use the old ways, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at you. Uh, what the fuck voice was that? <laughs> I don't know. What? You I sound like some ghost Oh, look at you. So fucking lucky. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. All right, when when the Lucky Charms leprechauns referenced, I think it's time to call it a night. So what I want to thank fuck? Amy for joining us. I want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you all next time. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.